373 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... I have a dream. It's not a big dream. It's just a little dream. My dream, and I hope you don't find this too crazy, is that I would like the people of this community to feel that if, God forbid, there were a fire... Calling the fire department would actually be a wise thing to do. You can't have people in their houses. You can't. You know, fuck. You can't have people if their houses are burning down saying, whatever you do, don't call the fire department. That would be bad. <laughs> nice. That's from Roxanne. Roxanne. What a great movie. Yeah. I watched that this morning. Uh, did you? I haven't watched that in fucking forever. Yeah, for like forever in a day. And it, it was on, and I turned it on, and I forgot just how good of a movie that really is. Yeah, they're watching guess, Sleepless and Rick Rosevich. Oh, okay. Um, let me guess, Starship Troopers. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, it, it, his his highlights include he he was in Top Gun, as a oh, think back. Yeah, he was like one of like the his his call sign was Slider. Oh really? Yeah, but he was like one of those guys like in the background who like you know he apparently was in the Terminator, um, one of the, the all time greatest movies of all times, Navy Seals. <laughs> Like, I mean, it was like, from look, like looking over his IMDb page, like he's been a working actor. Yeah. It's just, it's in a bunch of shit. Like you just like you know, he did eleven episodes of ER. You know, he, shit like that. You know, he, he didn't be, he didn't be, obviously he didn't become a big draw on anything, but he, you know, he he kept it working. Um, right. Like Roxanne was probably his biggest role. Right. So. So yeah, I mean, he, you know he he didn't go on to do anything spectacular, but uh, I forgot Shelley Duvall was in that. Was his sister? Was she his sister? I I can't remember if her sisters or not. If they're like brother and sister, but like like she plays like like Roxanne's best friend, and she oh, owns okay. the like the the bar diner or whatever that 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 was. <laughs> Fred Willard was in it. In Sweet Haven. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just an odd, it's just as an odd little movie that, like, when you watch it, you're like, wow, that was really good. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while either. Come on, Ahsoka. I did watch the new, um, um, well, not new, but I watched the Top Gun trailer again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, it's it's got my curiosity of. And I was never a huge fan of Top Gun, but I mean, it's a Tom Cruise movie. It has to. Yeah. Be. I mean, it certainly. Ha- I mean, it has my curiosity for a number of reasons, but um. What the. Ahsoka's tail. Um, 
But it looks pretty good. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm liking the, um, that kid looks so much like Anthony Edwards, I can't stand it. Yeah. You have to admit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's crazy. But anyway, it looks pretty good. It, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, my interest is certainly peaked by it. And, like, I, you know, damn Corona. Corona ruining everything. When was that supposed to come out? I think it was supposed to be out already. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a release. <laughs> well, I think that got pushed to, like, March. Next March? Yeah. Yeah, I think they moved it from the summer to March. <clears throat> when the population's cut by 50%. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just in time for the Hunger Games. <laughs> right. We're almost there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's one of those weird things where, like, 2021 is going to be a killer year for movies. Because there's, no, there's not going to be any dead point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's not going to be a point, like, like usually, like, you know, January, February, March is all, like, there's no big releases. Well, they're, they're, they're pushing some of these movies back to a February or a March where, you know, if we're able to get back into theaters by that point, man, 2021 is going to be just a killer year. There's going to be a movie coming out every couple of weeks. Yeah. It's going to be... I don't know. I mean, They'll probably not do that because it'll just compete with themselves. You know what I mean? Right. But at the same time, like, how... So... Do you take the movies from 2021 and push them back to 2022? I don't know. Which they haven't announced they're doing. Yeah, but even are they even filming anything? I mean, they're not. I'm sure there's no sets, or I'm sure they're not filming movies right now. How do you do that? Well, I mean, in certain countries, they've started lifting the restrictions, and I know like things have started filming again. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I know uh, what uh, New Zealand and Australia, I believe, have lifted restrictions. Um, and one of the big ones was uh, Croatia, because that's where Falcon and the Winter Soldier are filming. Okay. Um, shit like that. So, like, it, it is kind of interesting to see, like, you know, there are certain areas where, like, now the restrictions there have been, been lifted. I mean, they're... they're I know there, there are still limitations that are placed on how many people can be on set and yeah. stuff like that, but you know there, but there are things that are able to get back to filming. Plus, there are some things like, like Dune, as an example. They've already wrapped up all their photography. You know, they're just working on you know special effects. Yeah, and that's because that's going to be a special effects heavy movie, I'm sure. Right. And um. It's like you know that's in pre that's in post production at this point for for the next year. Yeah. You know, so you know, there are things that are, that are probably wrapped up or close to wrapped up to a point that you know for twenty twenty one that you can already have like in the can ready to go in many ways. So. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it should be an interesting year. It, it, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially like I, I saw they, they released the uh, the teaser for Halloween Kills. I saw that was tremendous. Yeah, I'm all I'm all in. Yeah, <laughs> she if Lori Strode's just yelling, "Let it burn! Let it burn!" Yeah, I'm all in. Yeah. I like where it picked up. It has it had that it had that vibe of Halloween too. Yeah. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like it had that same vibe. I mean, yeah. you know, right to the hospital. I'm sure that's what they're going for. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 100 sure as if those guys were going for because I mean they've they've said, you know, like Halloween one and Halloween two are the only two that existed in their minds in their in their mythology. All right. So. I can see where they would that they would be influenced by that to like have it like pick up immediately like seconds after the the first movie ends. Yeah. The second like, movie begins. In true fashion, it should just start where it ends. Yeah. It should be years down the road like they always did. It's it's like right. just picks right up. You know. Yeah. I'm pumped, dude. I, I want, that's probably already done. Yeah, I mean, I know like part of the reason they released that was like I guess it pushed that to next October. That um. Yeah, because again, I, I, I mean, again, it's like that, that funny thing of like you just don't know what their feeders going to be doing or what they're going to be capable of doing. Yeah. So I, I think it just, I for them, it just made sense to just push that a year. Um. Start investing in some drive-ins. <laughs> yeah. Chris Nolan's still ho- holding out hope. <laughs> yeah. He is. He just talked about it. Like, there was a big, a big article I saw where he was. It was like basically like, yeah, he wants to be the man who, who's there when the cinema comes back. He wants to be there for the, for the exhibitors. I'm like, man, I get it, dude. I love the movie theater experience as much as anybody, but yeah. Sometimes you gotta think about your pocketbook. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So other like. Other like interesting news though, like um, did you see this? I, I don't know if you saw this. Um, the the Ivy League has canceled all I fall sports, it. including yeah. football. I saw that. And so far, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are going to have conference-only games. Okay. So there's no other conference games, which means like, like. There are like three major independents: right? Hawaii, uh, Brigham Young, and Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, like Notre Dame, with just lost twenty five percent of its schedule with the Pac twelve and the Big Ten canceling out of conference games. Right. Because they're independent, so they don't have a conference they play in. Now, I mean, Notre Dame has the luxury of. They're a partial member of the ACC, so they have at least six games they're going to play this year. Yeah. Um, as in, you know, they, they don't te- yeah, they don't technically count as an ACC opponent, but they kind of are in a way. It's like a, it's fucking Notre Dame. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm very intrigued to see like, because a lot a lot of these decisions are being made. Like the the, the Ivy League talked about in their situation based upon the restrictions that are being placed on, you know, 
on-campus attendance. Yeah. Um, they didn't see it viable to have football season, have fall, have fall sports at all, but, you know, football being included. And even right. at the Ivy League level, even though they're, they're non-scholarship they're non athletes, even at the Ivy League level, that's a big moneymaker for them. Right. You know, they, they, they may not draw as, you know, they're not drawing 100,000 people like they are at State College or, or in Michigan or, you know, anywhere else. But, you know, it, it's still like, you know, that, if anything, like this cradle of traditional football. Right. You know, traditional rivalry, stuff like that. Um, you know, no, no, nobody's jumping to the Ivy League anytime soon or leaving the Ivy League anytime soon. Right. So. But still, it's like it's one of those things where, like, you know, the Ivy League was the first to cancel spring sports at the beginning of all this. So you've got to wonder, you know, they were ahead of the curve at the start of this in March. Or are they going to be ahead of the curve of this with, you know, fall sports as well? <laughs> right. It's just very interesting. Yeah, Ivy League went down the tube. <laughs> uh, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. all fucked up, dude. Well, it is, but it's like it's one of those things where, like, I mean, we're get at this point, like, we're getting closer and closer to football season. You know, um, you know, the August first, the NHL is back with the the Stanley Cup tournament um you know the day before that july 31st the nba is back with their you know eight eight game run before the playoffs uh you know so sports are trying to come back um you know both both of these like the nba and the nhl you know they're they're playing in a bubble right. so to speak um i know mls has come back they're playing in a bubble down there in Orlando as well. Uh, but like with football, it's just like you can't you can't do that. <laughs> right. I don't know how they're gonna do football, dude. But you know, you're gonna get fucking outbreaks everywhere. You know well, what I mean? I mean, that's, I mean that's half the problem. Like, I mean, Ohio State just shut down their voluntary program because they didn't release numbers. But apparently they had a high number of, of student-athletes coming back with the, uh, the Rona. Well, dude, you're literally breathing in someone's face. Right. And on someone's skin and uniform the entire time you're playing. Right. Do you know what I mean? You can't. That's like NHL, too. I don't know how. Well, at least they're wearing visors. But, I mean, I don't know how they're going to be able to socially distance either. I mean, the only thing feasible socially distance wise would probably be baseball. Well, like what's funny, like what what's really funny is like so the don't, NFL and don't lead off. <laughs> yeah, so the NFL the NFL announced like some of their guidelines for you know COVID nineteen. Yeah, I could probably light that on fire and put it in the garbage can. But it was, like, funny because it's, like, immediately after the game, like, there's no handshakes. At, like, normally, like, after a game, like, you see handshakes and stuff. Like, no, you go straight to the locker room. There's no 
There's no after game mingling. Like you, you just spent three hours like jumping on top of each other. But and now you just, just spent three hours in the bedroom. Yeah. But now, not, not the game is over. Not the game is over. No, we don't want you touching each other. Okay. There's no, there's no jersey swaps. Which again, I just spent three hours. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah. it, it makes no sense. Like, like these, like especially with the game of like a game of football, like, it makes no sense. Like with the NBA and the NHL, like it, like you don't have to have because you're you're playing in the bubble. NBA. I know, mm-hmm. but not even NBA. I mean, when someone's posting up on you, dude. I mean, <laughs> I Wait, mean but, what are you gonna play? What are you gonna let them play horse for a while and see who wins? Well, no, but my my point is that it's different because they're 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 in these this quote unquote bubble down in Disney World. Where, you know, they're not going out. They're you know, they're not they're not seeing people. They're, they're they're just staying at their hotels or they're going to games or practices, and they're being tested like every day. Right. So like that makes more sense because you're, you're basically you're basically being isolated. Well, the one the one uh, game changer at all of this, if it gets you know acknowledged for what it is. Which I think it is already, but once they say that shit's airborne, yeah, everything's done. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, right. There's no defense. Yeah. Which I think it's airborne anyway, but I mean, like, <clears throat> there's just no defense against that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. So, I, I mean, are players gonna wear masks? How weird would that be? But I mean, like, are they? No. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I, I don't get it either. Yeah, I, I mean, like, but I, like I said, like, more than any, any other sport, like, with football, it just doesn't make any sense because there's no way to do it in a bubble like the NHL or the NBA is doing. Right. There, there, there's no way to, to isolate these players, you know, at all. There's no way. Right. You know, I, I know they're talking about like the only way players can go to and from the 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 game is via bus. Like you know, the team buses take you back to the team hotel. You're supposed to be isolated the night before, tested. Like all this horse shit's supposed to take place like the night before the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and cause a lot of times, like even like on a, if you're on a away team, like you rent a car. Or you'll take like an Uber to the, you know, you, you want to get to the, like you want to get to the stadium at a certain time, so you'll 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 go on your own. A lot of guys would do that. I've read that before. Yeah. And they'll go down, they'll eat, they'll eat, and then they'll go straight to the stadium. Or some guys like to get there a little later, a little earlier, whatever it is. So that, that, but they would get there on their own. And like the NFL is like, no, 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 everybody goes all together. Yeah. This is this new rule, you know. Yeah. So. I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how this all kind of plays out. Like I, I more than any other sport, I just don't see how you can have a football season. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, like you can you can do what the NHL and the NBA is doing to finish their seasons and have their playoffs, like with the, this this bubble. Uh-huh. But like with the NFL, that shit just doesn't work at all. You know, and I just don't see how you can. I don't see it either. Yeah. I don't. But right now, they're full steam ahead. 
Teams report to training camp July 28th. I think they've offered season ticket holders their money back. What I read was it was like, we'll give you your money back depending upon the situation. Yeah. You know, so like right now the Steelers are planning on having fans in the stands. They don't know exactly how many yet. Um, I know they've, you know, they, they announced that, you know, no matter what, fans have to wear a mask. But it's like, I can't see how you're going to have any people in the stands. No. No. You know. Even with like Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball is like full steam ahead right now for uh, you know, August 1st start. No. 60-game season. And uh, I, I guess it's a, a little bit easier to kind of because when you're on the road, your 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 travel as a team and stuff like that, like you know, you're gone six seven days at a time. Yeah. Man, I, I, again, like I just even without fans, I, I'm not quite sure how you're going to get through a full sixty games without having some sort of major outbreak at yeah. some point. I know. There's no way. To. Yeah. I think it's a big pipe dream at this point, but. I mean, it's either it's either one of two things. They're putting the brave face on, right? They're trying to get through it, or number two, they just don't care. Well, you know I, what I'm saying? I, I think, like, especially with like, especially with college football, you know, it, it's a situation where, like, many times, like, you know, like the University of Alabama is a nice campus for a reason. It's because of college football. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the, some the, these major major programs, you know, it's not just the like the sports programs that they support. A lot of times, it's the university itself, you know, right? Because of the the money that's coming in from TV, from radio, from the internet, from all these different areas. That college football is king when it comes to shit like that, and yeah. you know. Donations, everything else, are all based upon how good your college football team did, and and so like I, I think college sports, like in many ways, like I think there are some of these bigger universities, like some of these bigger programs that are like, yeah, we need to get through this because you know if we don't, uh, you know, <laughs> the university's going to lose money. Yeah, you know, so I think that's that's part of the problem is some of these schools are kind of like they're weighing the uh, is it worth the risk or not? Because <laughs> we need the money type right. of situation. You know, we need to upgrade the library, and oh boy, we could use that that college football money. Right. You know, so, but if they don't play, <laughs> like they don't even get TV money then. Yeah. You know, and that, that's why, like, the NBA and the NHL are so desperate to come back because they, they want to finish off the seasons to get the rest of the money they're owed. You know what I mean? Like, I mean that—that's—that's that's the whole thing. And it's the same thing with the NFL. The NFL's in a situation where, like, you know, you don't play, you don't get paid, right? You know, so not only, not only the players, you know, you know, Patrick Mahomes just signed a ten-year, five hundred million dollar deal. I'm sure he wants to collect some of that money, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But like, you know, the 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 teams themselves are, you know, 
billions of dollars are at stake per year right. just based upon you know the um the TV contracts and stuff right so I don't know yeah we'll it's, a, it's a tough it's a tough situation and, and like I don't envy anybody and you know it, it's tough to like be like well, I feel bad for these these billionaires and millionaires, but like at the same time, like you know, guy number fifty three on the team, you know, he, he's not making that much money. You know, yeah. it, it, so it, I, it, it's not so. No, I don't feel bad for the top guys because they have the money to sit on, but it's like the guys who don't have that money to sit on that you feel bad for because I look like you know, they're looking around kind of, oh, what do I do? You know. <laughs> I guess I'm getting a job at Target. <laughs> you know how much they get paid. Well, like the like. Okay, so if you're like, I mean, it's it, it's still a lot. Don't get me wrong. I, I well, I think the the least. Let me look. So I'm I'm willing to bet it's like at least seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. What. Is the NFL <laughs> salary? <laughs> wow, boy, was I way off. The minimum annual salary for an active roster player with a one year contract is $480,000. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> but what if you haven't gotten that yet? Yeah, I mean, for these first years, yeah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were back in '89, there. Boy. I was. Yeah, I'm like, like, yeah, Betty made about seventy-five a year. Yeah. Good lord. But still, like, I mean, like, working the White Eagle at night. Yeah. Well, like, the funny thing is, like, like wa from watching ballers, it's funny how like, like I look at I look at that four hundred eighty thousand dollars and go, fuck, I could live like a king for a very long time. Yeah, you know, these motherfuckers spend it like it's water, though. Oh, they do. You know, and the next thing you know, like that, because the thing to remember too with like the NFL. You only you get that four hundred eighty thousand dollars in the sixteen weeks of the season. Yeah, you know, seventeen weeks. Mm -hmm. So you're basically going like so. If you don't make the playoffs, you're basically going from January first to early August, early September, nine months without a paycheck. Yeah. And somehow these motherfuckers end up broke. <laughs> right. You know, so I mean, that, that's the thing I witnessed, like, like watching ballers, they've kind of brought that to light. Like these guys will just spend this motherfucking money like it's like they don't even know. And the next yeah. thing you know, it's, it's July. And, you know, they're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to be eating hand sandwiches. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just pick me up for camp. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so that's what I mean. Like, I mean, you know, some some people are just fucking stupid. 
what are you packing, peanut butter and jelly? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they go from shopping at, like, the fucking uh, Whole Foods. Uh, Whole Foods to shopping at the Dollar Tree. Yeah. You know. And they spend it all, dude. Yeah. All right, so what else have you been up to, man? Not much. It's been a rough week. Yeah. I have to say it. Yeah. It's all. It, it, uh, it was a brutal week. Yeah, it's hot as hell this week. Whew. I was feeling it. Were you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, the, the office is in air conditioning, so I got my ass. Jesus. Why don't you come downstairs? Because the the the, the setup is upstairs. I don't have an option to, to run it downstairs. And I don't have enough cable to run it. Like, uh, anywhere else. Yeah. You know? So, it, it, I mean, it is what it is. It just, you suffer through it, but man, I, mean, I was feeling it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was a rough day, a rough few days, uh, to say the least. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Yeah, well, I mean, you just got to suck it up and do it, you know, but it's one of those things where, like, you know, like, Wednesday, I was just like, I don't want to go in that room. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh. They didn't give you a laptop? No. No, I mean, they, they literally, literally what they did, because this was how spur of the moment it was, like, they, they literally just gave me the, the desk system that I had at my desk. Like, we just took that, and I'm running an Ethernet cable to, to my modem. Really? Yeah. I should have given you a laptop. You know, <laughs> just... Could you get a laptop and run one off a laptop? I probably could, but I don't know how good of an idea that would be. Oh, it's better than fucking having a heat stroke. True. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to deny that, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, you know, fuck. I mean, like I said, it's brutal. It, 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 it was brutal, but, like, you know, I stayed, like, I, I, I drank two bottles of Gatorade a day up there, you know, <laughs> staying hydrated. I wasn't, like, suffering. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to this week though, because we're gonna have uh, we're we're house sitting Nancy's sister's dog again. Man, he's a big fucking moose. Like I'm, I'm hoping he's like, I don't know how you're sitting in this fucking heat. I'm going downstairs. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because the last time he was here, he stayed with me the entire time. Yeah. He'd be up in that office laying on my feet. You know. Yeah. Which, at that time, wasn't that big of a deal. But now, I'd be like, come on, man. You're killing me here. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's too hot for this shit. All right. So, I'm hoping he's like, you can suffer, motherfucker. I'm going downstairs. All right. You know? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So, what else is going on? That's about it, man. That was, my, my week was... Sweating to the oldies. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, let's jump into the old show proper. All right. Continuing on the theme from, from last week, only because I'm fascinated by the the phenomenon that it is. Mm. Hamilton on Disney Plus resulted in over a half a million app downloads its first weekend. Right. That's, um... Now, this isn't new subscriptions. This is just the download of the app, which right. means, you know, you may have been downloading it. You know, you may have already subscribed to Disney Plus, but you're downloading it onto a new device or, or something along those lines. Um, so, this, so this doesn't equal new subscriptions, but it does, you know, still, app downloads is always a big, big number. Yeah. So uh, it resulted in being downloaded 513,323 times around the world over the holiday weekend. Um, 266,084 times in the United States. Right. So, I and this can be directly attributed to, you know, they said they, you know, this was a, a monstrous jump in numbers, which obviously equated to the the release of Hamilton right. on Disney Plus. So I just, I just I find that fascinating just because I mean first off it's so it's app downloads not not new subscriptions. So like what the fuck were you watching Disney Plus on before that you had to like re-download it to like watch Hamilton? I don't know. Like were you like watching on your phone you said, fuck it, I need to watch this on a TV now. <laughs> right. You know, the Mandalorian, that's good enough for my phone. Hamilton, gotta be on my TV. <laughs> you know, like, or or was it a situation where like you're like, okay, here's my Disney password. I want you to download the app onto your TV and you can watch it. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah. I kind of wonder if that's the situation too, where you know people Maybe. are kind of doing that. Might be. Yeah, but either way, it, it just shows the phenomenon that is Hamilton. That um. It, it resulted in that many downloads of the app over a three-day period. <laughs> that's, that's rather that's rather impressive. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think he pushed back his other movie too. <clears throat> his other, he has a, he did a Broadway Broadway play called In the Heights. Yeah, this is before Hamilton, I think. Right. Yeah, and so he did a movie, but I think they pushed that back. Was it a is that a movie movie or is that like another? No, it's a movie movie. It's okay. like a musical movie. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's it's not on the stage. Actual it's, film production. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I mean, it, it's uh, I just wanted to point out because I, I I'm fascinated by by the phenomenon that this is. Like yeah. I don't get it. You know, but you know. It just it fascinates me, like just how monstrous this is. Right. You it's know, pretty big, dude. It is. It's, it's huge. Like I, I can't deny that. I'm not gonna deny that. It, it's a, it's a huge deal. You know. Right. That you know. It, it trends on Twitter, constantly. You know. Yeah. I know Disney released. I think this weekend they released a second special about Hamilton. Um. You know, so I mean, it's like a, it's a huge deal. Like I get that. Um, 
I just don't think we've ever seen something quite like like from a Broadway play standpoint, something like this huge. Like you heard about other plays, like I heard about Rent, uh-huh. you know, and you heard you heard about Phantom of the Opera and Cats, and you know, but. Like most of the time, I, I couldn't tell you what a major Broadway play is, but you know some of them like kind of enter the the pop culture zeitgeist for whatever reason. Um, but this didn't just enter it; it like exploded into it. Right. Like like nothing I've ever seen before. And I don't know if that has to do with you know the, the, being in the age of social media that it it could it could do that where these others kind of were a word of mouth situation. Um, yeah. But like it just it's exploded like to a point like I I don't get it because it's like it's a Broadway play unless you go right. to see it on Broadway how could you enjoy this you know yeah until now but like it just it, like there are people who are like oh, I've never seen the play but I love Hamilton <laughs> like I I downloaded the soundtrack it's amazing but you've never seen the play no 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 I've never seen the play well a lot of people haven't seen the play yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, it's like it's like one of those weird things where, like, how can you say you love something if you've never seen it? Because but you yeah, love the music. Yeah, I guess. But like, it just it's like a weird, like it's a weird thing. Like to me, like the music of a musical goes hand in hand with what you're seeing in the play. So I right. couldn't love one without seeing the other. Right, right. No, no. You know, what I mean, that's just me. You know, yeah, and uh, you know, so like I don't. It's pretty far-reaching, though. What's that? I mean, if people can be in love with Hamilton without even seeing it, right? Yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, that's the thing that's fascinating about it. That's that's part of the fascination to me of the the phenomenon that this is. Is like people like, well, I've never seen it, but I've listened to the soundtrack, and the soundtrack blew me away. Yeah. Okay. It's good. I'm telling you. Well, I mean, like, it's to the point, like, it's funny. Like, all week, Stork kept trying to get me to watch it. Yeah. He listened to the show, and he's like, why, why won't you watch this? I'm like, that's not my cup of tea, whatever, you know, I don't care. And like, he's like, I'll, I'll watch Valerian, and I'll watch uh, Alita if you'll watch Hamilton. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do that. Like, you're not going to, you're not going to, to, to provoke me into watching something I don't want to watch. Yeah. You know? I know you recommended it, and you know, but like I'm just not going to do it because it's it's not something I'm going to. I I know it's something I'm not going to enjoy. Okay. But like it was just funny because like then like I, he went on history of bad ideas and they were talking about it and like they were all they were all like you know well Sean needs to watch it because then you know Jace Brigger and Stork would do a a simultaneous like watch with commentary of. Valerian, and I'm just like, no, nah, it's just, this isn't worth it. It's not, it's not worth my time. And why would I make you watch a movie you don't want to watch anyway? Yeah, it's two hours, though. So. I don't care. This isn't like, uh, you know, <clears throat> I'm not saying that you should or you shouldn't. I'm just saying it's, it's two hours. You watched worse. And enjoyed it, though. For the most, well, Come on now. Okay, I mean, you've seen some real shit that we wasted your time on two hours. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, 
Babylon, Babylon AD, but I blame that on Nancy. <laughs> yeah. In the name of the king, that was my own fault. <laughs> that was three. That was three hours of my, my life I'll never get back. Batman and Robin? Yeah, but in, in, you, in, you watch it because it's a Batman movie, though. Like, that's the draw. Like, you can, I can at least say that. Like, you know... I was drawn in because it's a Batman movie. Unfortunately, it was a really shitty Batman movie. Yeah. You know, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Same right. thing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, you're right. I've, I've watched plenty of shit in my life. Right, right. Much of it I didn't enjoy. Much of it I did, you know. But... Hey, if they put on the stage play of Hamilton in my backyard, I'd pull down the shade and call the police. <laughs> you know, so. so I, I just I found that interesting. I, I I'm I'm fascinated by the phenomenon that it is Hamilton, and uh, and that's that. Cool. So in other news. I spent my day today binge-watching The Last Dance. Okay. One of the greatest sports documentaries that's ever been made. I think we can both agree with that. Right. Well, HBO has announced that they are doing a two-part documentary on Tiger Woods. Two? It's a two-part, but I mean, yeah, that's going to be like four hours, probably. Three three to four hours. You know, commercial-free. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and Tiger's like, you know, he's the Michael Jordan of golf. Right. You know. I, I guess my, my first question to you is going to be, is this something that would interest you? Like, I don't, I don't know if you were ever a Tiger guy or not. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I would watch highlights just for okay. Tiger Woods. Yeah, I, I never, I never was never really into golf. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I mean, I like the I I watch the big dogs like you know Norman and Blair and Tiger and Mickelson. You know what I mean? Like I mean, I know the names. I've watched enough golf. I understand yeah. the game. I just, yeah, it's not my thing. I I would actually, if Tiger was in contention, I would watch golf on Sundays. Oh yeah, yeah. Because cool. I liked watching Tiger Woods play. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to profess to be a major golf fan. Like, if Tiger wasn't in contention or, or he, it was like a tournament he wasn't playing in, I'd pay no mind to it. But yeah. it, like, if it was, like, especially like a major and Tiger was in contention, you know, I'm right there. Yeah. You know, and that was riveting television because, like, it, it was amazing to watch people wilt under the pressure of, of playing Tiger Woods. Right. You know, like golf is a game where, like, you don't play your opponent, you're playing the course. 
but people would just like they would be like two shots back a tiger that have an opportunity to catch him and they just couldn't do it because he's tiger woods yeah. it was sunday and he was wearing red you know yeah and it just you just couldn't handle that pressure and it was like always fascinating to watch um so this documentary intrigues me a great deal because there's two different Tiger Woods. You know, there, 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 there's Tiger, and then there's post, I like the fuck a lot Tiger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like to pick up Hooters waitresses and bang them in cheap hotels Tiger. You know, and it was like, he's a fascinating because of that, cause like the, the first half of his career was just absolutely fascinating to watch somebody dominate their sport in a way you very rarely see you, you only see that with number 23 right you know what i mean so it's fat like he, he was a fascinating person to watch but then after the fact and like all the injuries that he had and everything that went wrong with his his life like his master's victory last year was something like that was like storybook to me. Yeah. Because it was like this like fallen angel finding greatness one more time. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and it, it, it meant a lot to a guy like me. Like, I, I just, because I was such a fan, I, I still remain a fan. Like, I, th- I think he's one of the greatest golfers you'll ever see. He just, between his emotional issues and his physical issues, I mean, he he won the what was it the U.S. Open against Rocco Mediate like on a bad knee, right? Like and, he, and as a golfer, like that had to be excruciating. Cause the U.S. Open, right. they don't like you don't go play extra holes. You play an extra day, right? <laughs> so you go out there and you play eighteen more holes, and he's got a fucked up knee and he's wincing with like every drive and every shot just because he's wrenching that knee. And just like you're, just like holy hell. And he goes out and he beats Rocco Mediate. Like there's one Rocco Mediate's one shot at greatness, right? You know, and it's against Tiger Woods with a bad knee. You know, that was Tiger's flu game. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's like he's just he's this fascinating character. Like like winning was everything with him. He was he was very Jordan-esque in that. Like you know. Second place wasn't good enough. Third place wasn't good enough. He had to win. Right. And, you know, and like to see like him fall from grace the way that he did and all the problems that he had and the physical problems afterwards because like of, of everything that like went like, I mean, he had a bad back. He still has a bad back, bad knee, like everything that went wrong with him physically. Like you just wonder like if, he, if this shit didn't happen, like right. how far past Nicholson's record of majors would he be? Right. You know, like, I mean, it, it, it was just, it's so interesting. Like, it's like to see him win the Masters last year, for me, was like this triumphant moment. So, like, like to have HBO kind of doing, like, an, an all-access documentary, um, for me, is something like, I will, that, that'll be must-see TV. Including hotel footage. Yeah, including hotel footage. <laughs> but I guess the, the second question I'll ask then is... Who, who do you want to see a documentary uh, like in the the spirit of 
the last dance? Like, what what athlete do you eventually want to see that documentary of? Hmm. I don't know. That's tough. A lot of sports out there. Yeah. It's hard to go with basketball because it's been done. I mean, I don't think I and there's you just can't top Jordan's. Um. Maybe a Lemieux. Okay. There's definitely a story there. Yeah. I mean, there's a pretty good story there. Yeah. The whole cancer battle. Yeah. The comeback game. I mean, I hate to be hometown you know, Harry here. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's a there's a story there. Yeah. Um, to me, it's much more interesting than Gretzky's. Um, there's just more behind it, maybe because I'm from Pittsburgh, yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, the guy had cancer. He came back. He had I mean, that game was amazing. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? The, the the back issues. Like, he's a guy that like you could honestly say like, yo, maybe he passes Gretzky if he doesn't have the health issues. Sure. You know. I mean, and then beyond. You know. Yeah. It was saving the franchise a second time. Correct. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's definitely a story there. There's, yeah. a, there's a, there's a line there, and they can peek it and end it with Crosby. You know, bringing yeah. the next kid in. But um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just a good story that yeah. needs to be told, and I think it does need to be told. You know what I yeah. mean? Because there's a lot of Gretzkyites out there that are like, greatest player ever played the game. And I was like. Mm. Have you ever seen Lemieux live? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, 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 I mean, I'm not denying Gretzky wasn't good. Right. Gretzky's tough because he has two things that, that, that go from him. Mean, one, I mean, he, he's one of the greatest players who's ever played the game. I don't think anybody can doubt that for a second. But also, he played like 20 fucking years. You know? like it, it was, He had something that you did, and that was extreme longevity. You yeah. Know? Um, unfortunately, he never another team. Hmm? Yeah, never played for yeah. Gretzky played for like four. Yeah, but four, five. Yeah, something like that, something ridiculous. <laughs> but at the same time, like it's just it's one of those weird things where like, like again, like you know, if I said like, if Lemieux didn't have the back issues, if he didn't lose the time to cancer, you know, if he didn't retire and then come back, you know, all the all the things that he had to go through like in his career, like you got to wonder like. Man, could he could he have challenged Gretzky for for those records? Yeah, that's the problem. Like you know, because because he didn't have the, the health and longevity Gretzky Gretzky had. He, 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 right. he doesn't, you know, but yet I think if you look at his 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 ability on the ice, yes, I mean he, he's as good as, if not maybe better than Gretzky. Right. You know, so it's a tough argument to have just because Gretzky played so long with. Great health. Yeah. But I think for me, there, there's there's two that come to mind right away that I think, like, the last dance type of format would work well with. And and one is Kobe. Okay. You know, I, I think his, his career 
is interesting enough as like the the predecessor to Jordan. Okay. You know, um, he won five titles. You know, he Phil Jackson was his head coach. You know, like the, the, those are the kind of things that like you know there's a neat, there's a nice correlation between the two. Um, everything that happened with Shaq. You know. Like that feud that took place essentially, and why Shaq left, and everything else, and you know, and you got to wonder, like, man, how many titles could they have won if they could have just got their shit together, you know? Yeah. Um, but the other guy is Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, you, you when you talk about like you know competitors, like I would love to hear. Like behind the scenes stuff about Tom Brady because you know he's the type of guy that push. Like he won. It's funny. Like when he wins, he wins with lesser talent around him. Right. You know what I mean? Like when he had Randy Moss, he lost two Super Bowls. Yeah. You know when he doesn't have Randy Moss, when he's got like you know Smurfs for wide receivers, he wins. Yeah. You know. It, so it's like he it's one of those right but it's like so it's interesting like you know how, how does like how, how did he how did he treat like a that that moss situation when he had a great team but yet you know they couldn't win the big one as compared to having lesser talent around them and pushing that talent to be great right you know what i mean like I, that's an like to me that would be a very interesting story sure definitely you know, um, so I think that the, those are the two that kind of jumped in my mind that I would find most interesting. Yeah. Brady. That's a good one. Yeah. Montana would be an interesting one. I just can't stand <laughs> It's not that it sounds like it's just, I, you just don't turn your back on your town. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I know. But, like, I, I don't think the, the Joe Montana one would be interesting because I don't think he's that interesting of a person. You might be right. Like, I, I honestly don't. Like, everything, everything I've heard about Joe Montana is, like, you know, he's kind of laid back. He was never, like, this rah-rah leader. I can't see him being a guy who, like, in practices was, like, pushing people. You know, I think that was all the coaches. You know, yeah. I, he was just a guy like, you know, I'll just get you the ball. You know, I think he, that that type of leadership was left to other people. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I um, maybe. Yeah. The man I mean, like, he threw. And that, that, I mean, that's the thing. Like, like the guys that you talk, like, and it's weird, like, because, like, you know, I look at Joe Montana, I look at him as one of the greatest of all time. Hello, Soko. <laughs> I think Montana is like one of the greatest of all time, but like I think there are other quarterbacks who are probably better leaders than he was. Yeah, but man, could that guy throw a ball? Oh yeah, <laughs> he was probably one of the most intellectual quarterbacks ever. Yeah, like he could come up to the line of scrimmage, like and it, it, I mean, he probably like it's probably the same thing with Tom Brady. He could come to the line of scrimmage. He could figure out exactly what was going on and know exactly where he needed to go with the ball right away. Right. Like, there was no hesitation. Right, I, right, right. I know, 
oh, you're here, you're here, you're here, I'm going to this guy over here. Yeah. You know. Oh, look, it worked out just the way I thought it would. <laughs> you know. But he was money, though. He was, yeah. I mean, what's, what's the biggest difference between Tom Brady and Joe Montana? Well, Joe Montana never threw an interception in a Super Bowl. <laughs> right. You know. I mean, Grant, he didn't go to eight, but, I mean, he, he went to four, won all four, and, you know, it was perfect. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, so, I, I mean, I, I'll wholeheartedly admit that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time at this point, just based upon, like, what he's done over his career. But, like, that, his, his wife, well, it was the Montana-Rice combo, too. Yeah. It was just crushing. They had a good team, period. Those Super Bowl years? Yeah, but I mean, don't forget, Joe Montana won two Super Bowls without Jerry Rice. Yeah, I guess you're right. We had Dwight Clark and Will Freddy. Yeah. You know. Dwight Clark. Boy. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, like, Joe Montana was in a position where he had the perfect head coach who was running the perfect system for his abilities. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that that's how that worked out. Like, I mean, you know, it, it's the same. Like... The, the people have always said the Steelers fucked up by not drafting Dan Marino in 83. Yeah. And in a way, they're right. Right. Because you know, that last year you, you, they, draft, uh, they drafted a senior sack. You know, he put himself through a car window yeah. in five games and never walked again, unfortunately. Yeah. You know. Um, but, like, the, the thing is, like, so he – Dan Marino went to Miami – Don Shula, who was an old-school run-first coach, realized what the fuck he had in Dan Marino and let him go. You know what I mean? Like, they went, they, the Dolphins went from being three yards in a cloud of dust to, like, the predecessor to the greatest show on turf. Right. You know what I mean? Chuck Noll wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Chuck Noll would have used him the same way he used Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's the difference. So I don't see, like, where Dan Marino would have been one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time had he been a Pittsburgh Steeler because they wouldn't have unleashed him like Dan, like Don Shula did. Right. You know, he, he might have been very good. He might have won a, a couple of Super Bowls, maybe, because they would have built, you know, they would have built a defense, and they, you know, like, the Steelers would have done more to bolster the, the things around him than, than Shula did. But at the same even, time, like, had you know, Lewis Lips. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he had Stallworth, Stallworth and Lips. That, that would yeah. have been a hell of a combination. Right. But yet, they would, but they would have leaned on a running game first. Right. You know, where Shula was just like, fuck it, let him throw 50 times again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> he's our best weapon. Why would I hold him back? All right. So that, that's the difference. <laughs> but, yet, but yet he only went to one Super Bowl and didn't win. I know. That's the difference. Like, they, they, never built any, they never built a defense around him. He never had a running game. Like, they would just get him, like, a line and, and some wide receivers from time to time. But, like, you look at, like, how they drafted and shit. Like, they did nothing to help him. Man, that sucks. You think he'd be better about that. I'm sure he is, in a way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can you do that to your quarterback? 
I mean, you have probably arguably one of the best quarterbacks ever, you know, in the top. And he's in top top tens or fifteens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Top of all time. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. But you never gave him what he needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. Yeah. I mean, boy, hell. You probably, if you would have given, if you would have given the man the right materials, or the team the right materials, you probably could have won five or six Super Bowls with that guy. Well, I mean, like the year they went to the Super Bowl against Montana and the 49ers, like, I mean, that was a year that I mean, you know, he, he threw for like four thousand yards. He had the you know the forty some odd touchdowns. It was a, a record breaking year, but at the same time, they also like. They were riding the ass end of a very good defense. Like, yeah. It was a defense that was aging. And it was like their last big hurrah was getting to that Super Bowl. And it was like one of those situations where it's a one in a million shot, but like the 49er defense was good enough to slow him down. Yeah. And like the, the, the rest of the team just wasn't good enough, unfortunately. To, to pick him up when he was slowed down. Right. You know, and that, that that was a theme throughout his career afterwards. It was like, if you can slow down Dan Marino, if you can hold him to 17 points, you know, yeah. we'll figure out a way to get the rest done. Yeah. You know. He just had a rocket, man. And he was good. Oh, yeah. I love watching him pass. Oh, I mean, one of the best throwers in the game ever. Yeah. Similar, I, like, Montana was that kind of thrower, too. No. Not, well, not like that, but the long bomb. How many times have you seen Montana kick back and throw that ball like that? But, like, the difference is, like, okay, when Montana, Montana would do that rarely, okay? Like, yeah. I mean, he had an arm to do it. Don't get me wrong, but he did it rarely, and he didn't, like, you know, when he had to do it, he had to rear back to throw it. Marino could drop back, hit that back foot, and he had the, the, the like, he just had the arm and the leg strength to, like, he didn't have to rear back. It was just a natural, and it's going 50 yards. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something where he had to rear back like, a, like another quarterback, because he was just that fucking strong that's crazy right yeah okay so now throw in elway i know we're talking sports but who the fuck right. here yeah well i mean elway was the same thing i, I mean as strong as marino probably yeah like, i mean he had ridiculous arm strength <laughs> that's why that's why i brought him up because i mean yeah. his bullet was unbelievable like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a 15, 20-yard bullet. Yeah. Like, I, I never, I've never, ever heard anybody say, Joe Montana threw a pass so hard it hurt my hands. Right. Okay. I've heard people say that about Dan Marino, and I've heard people say that about Brett Favre, and I've heard them say that about John Elway. Yeah. Like, those, ball, those balls came in so hard it hurt my hand when, when I caught it. Nice. You know, like, because they had that kind of arm strength. Favre had the same arm strength. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. As good as as good as uh, as fast as Oa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, at, especially if you look back at like older Favre stuff from like the early '90s, like when he was just like winging it because he had nothing around him, and it was just like him running around like a farm boy trying to make plays. Like he was throwing like lasers on the run. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, he he talked about like he had no idea. Like I've seen him talk about. Like when he was a kid, his dad was his like his high school football coach, okay. and they ran a like a wishbone option offense. Okay. So he never got to throw the ball, and nobody ever taught him proper form. Okay. And then when he goes to the the Southern Miss, again it was, it was like he relied so much on his natural ability, nobody taught him proper form. So now he gets to the NFL. And he's running an offense. Weirdly enough, he's running. He's trying to run a West Coast offense, and it's like where like a guy like Joe Montana could, you know, precision passing. Well, that's the last thing Favre was was precision. Yeah. You know, he didn't know he didn't learn how to read a defense until he got to the NFL. Even though you were supposed to read defense until he got to the NFL. Right, so, right. like the last thing he was was like a precision passer. So like, you would see him just like. And the reason he threw so many interceptions was he had so much faith in the strength of his arm, he just thought I could whiz it in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, my, my arm is strong enough, I'm just going to get it in that hole. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, you know, NFL cornerbacks was, were fast enough to make the plays for it. But, like, he was just a riverboat gambler that would just haul off and just whip it down the field. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> It's fine. Hey, we need a little sports talk. We haven't, we don't have any, so. Yeah. You can tell we're jonesing for it. Oh, I am. And there's not even any more cornhole. Oh, what do you do? I don't know. Like, I, I, you know, cornhole league wrapped up a couple weeks ago, and I've just been like, let's uh, stop boring the, the listeners and jump into a mailbag. Mailbag. And as always, we start with our good friend, Super Fan Fan. That I said, hello to my two favorite hosts who like to have orgies with lobsters. <laughs> Yuck. I had a lobster orgy this past weekend. Crystal's nephew came in from Maine with 25 live lobsters. And guess wow. what? Each lobster costs less than a Happy Meal. Five bucks a lobster. Damn, that shit was good. I'm sure. I mean, you're buying it there, yeah. Yeah. Same thing with crab. If you go to to Maryland and buy it, it's cheaper than, than you know having it shipped. Yeah. You know, but I'm glad you enjoyed your your lobster. I am not a fan. Are you 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 enjoyed the lobster? No, I don't like it. No. Not my cup of tea. Um, no, no, I'm not getting into that. I love the Phantom Mana. No. Um, guess what I got to do this week? No, no, I did not stay at Tim's house and sleep on the foot of his bed naked. I did that last week. 
No, no, I did not dress up as a leprechaun and try to Skype mongoose. I'll do that next week. I was able to go to Kennywood on July 10th, as they did open for pass holders. Nice. Yeah. Um, again, the reservation process was great. I already had my confirmation from two weeks ago. I was a little disappointed in the temperature taking. I was hoping they took this rectally. <laughs> Yuck. You had to wear a mask at all times. In the heat, it did suck. But we did suck it up so we could go to Kennywood. They did have an area at the old stage that was a mask-free zone where you could take it off for a maximum of 10 minutes. The tables were spread out further than six feet. We stayed about an hour and a half. This is a normal. This is normal for us as season pass holders. Um, the old mill was great. Bye bye Garfield. It was refreshing to see a change. Only criticism would be a little bit more Western music. I even suggested maybe music from the old days of the the hideaway. Nice. The steel curtain was not in operation, so I still have not ridden the ride. I had my potato patch fries and gravy. And yes, Sean, I mean real gravy this time, not my sweaty undies. Well, first off, okay, so I do find a lot of this interesting. Um, So you didn't have to wear a mask the entire time, but you do have a mask-free zone where you can hang out for 10 minutes. Well, what do you think of that? Mask-free zone? Yeah. I don't understand well, I guess it's, it's just a spot where you can, like, you know, take off your mask and sit for 10 minutes. Uh, he, according to this, he's saying everything is, like, spaced out, so it wasn't like there were, like, the tables were spread out more than six feet apart. Yeah, so yeah. There, there, were, there were practicing social distancing in this area. Um, I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, like, especially, like, you know, Friday was a hot fucking day. Yeah, I'm telling you. You know, like I don't like I, I can certainly see like you know, this would be a day. I do not envy that you had to wear a mask during your time in Kennywood, right? You know, you know, in areas where there's no fucking shade to be found whatsoever, right? Standing on asphalt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Oh, that had to have been awful. Um, So, like, I get where, like, you know, you would have, like, where they set up an area where it's like, okay, you can come here, you can only stay for 10 minutes, you can take off your mask, and you relax for a minute. Like, I get that, but, like, I don't, like, you know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just seemed like, yeah, man, I just wouldn't go. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's a thousand degrees on Friday. He's having potato patch fries with gravy. <laughs> that could have sounded. Sounds like a bathroom trip to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, now we... In the bathrooms by the kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh. Yuck. That's the best. <laughs> oh. And now something I've never had before. Um, 
I had bacon on a stick. It was a nice, thick piece of pork belly that was smoked with barbecue sauce. Motherfucker, was that damn good. I bet. Now, he sent me a picture of it, and I will say, it did look delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, and more more than, you know, French fries with, with beef gravy in the middle of a thousand degree day. Right, right, right. This bacon sounds much more appetizing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that makes more sense on a hot summer day to me than, you know, French fries and gravy does. Sure does. I get the tradition, but man, there are some days where you just got to say, you know, maybe I'll come back another day for that. <laughs> that just isn't going to sit well. You know. That just sounds like a wet bottom to me. <laughs> wet bottom and a black toilet seat to the earth future sense. <laughs> I saw and I wish I had saved the fucking meme. It was somebody somebody posted I I think they were legit. It was a dude who who posted a picture of like he had a, a tampon in his underwear. And he's like This shit is great. It sauce up all my gooch grease. Ew. <laughs> like, oh my god. Gooch grease? <laughs> that fucking killed me. Oh. I laughed at that shit for a good ten minutes. Yeah. Sopping up my gooch grease. Nice. Oh. So. So that's it for Thad. Um. We also have a, an email um, from our good friend who we haven't heard from in quite some time, the Besotted Geek. Okay. Uh, our good friend Stork. Stork writes in, APNP, just writing to say that Sean should definitely watch Hamilton and Joker. That's it. Have a good rest of the show. Wow. Nice. I'm glad you could take the time to write in to, uh, to, to say that. Um, that's that again. Yeah. You're never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. <laughs> so, so there you go. That's the show, my friend. All right, dude. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings? No, sir. I'm good. Man. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us an email like these fine folks have. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. I can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just give us a Google. Just search us on Facebook or Twitter, and you can find us very easily. It's Pittsburgh Nerd. Um, remember, we're a number of a number of different podcasts and networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geese Network. And um, again, as always, we want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough for taking the time to enjoy our hijinks and or shenanigans. 
<laughs> so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>